Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Mike, the Magic hold a very special distinction in our hearts this year. Um, yeah, they are the team with the most players that will be underutilized. No, that's not even it for them what? for once. Why do they hold a special place in your heart? Well, they aren't a spe- I didn't say they aren't a special place in my heart. I said they hold a special distinction this year. What's the distinction in your heart? The distinction is that they have they're the one of the very few teams with their starting point guard not being worthy of being drafted. In a standard that league. is really, really hard to do. But like not only are they not worth drafting, I would assume even kind of like pretty versed NBA heads would go, Oh, uh crap, who wait, who's the starting? El- Alfred Payton, right? Like he's still no, he's not on the team list. Who's good? Who's starting? Oh, no one. No one should be starting for a point guard on this team. It's really, really sad. No, oh, come on, Mike. You have to know who's going to start there. He's a former Chicago Bull. I mean, if I'm going to put money on it, I will always put my money on the former Chicago Bull, uh, Jerry and Grant. I think actually will start over DJ Augustine. Oh, man, that is just – that's a headache I just don't want to have today. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, let's say DJ Augustine starts to place 33 minutes. Do you care, fantasy-wise? No. Let's say Jerry and Grant starts and plays 33 minutes a game. Do you care? Yes and no. Let's just think, go with no and move on. <laughs> well, I, I think in 33 minutes a game, right, like he's going to get you enough assists and steals to – be worthy of a pick in a standing league as one of your last round picks, right? Like someone should pick it. I'm not saying I would be the one. And that's if you, I can guarantee you 33 minutes and there's no possible way he's going to play 33 minutes and I cannot guarantee you anything. So like Jerry and Grant, you're right. Like if DJ Augustine goes down and they just have to give the ball to Jerry and Grant the whole season. All right, take a flyer on him. But, like, that's all he's worth is a flyer. Well, and I think, too, that if that happened, they'd play some weird lineups with, like, Jonathan Simmons and Terrence Ross and – right, and they'd just, like, be like, all right, you're, you're not in there, man. We're they have just, so yeah. many other players that they're more interested in playing. You would think a team like that would maybe, I don't know, draft a point guard. Well, not, I mean – Novel idea. We talk about this, you know, offline sometimes, right? This team just – man, they get a good player and they just can't figure out how to use him. Right? I mean, think about the players in the last five years that they've had. If they had now, you'd be like, We just man, talked about it. Tobias go. Harris is one of them. Like, uh, right? Victor Oladipo. You'd be like, if they had all those players that they've had in the past and they didn't make some of these horrendous trades, you would sit here being like, let's go, man. This team's freaking fun. This team's exciting. And yet they're yeah. sitting here with a whole lot of nothing. It's um, Orlando's underrated in a team that people need to be talking about that franchise moving. Like, like we don't, we do not need the Orlando magic. <laughs> but move them to Seattle. Move them oh, Seattle. I, love, I love how that's everyone's first go-to. It's, it's always just like, just move them to Seattle. Move them to Seattle. And I would say 
start a team okay. in Vegas, and then I would move Memphis to the east. Here's a fun question. Which happens first, a team moves or an expansion team comes in? Ooh, probably a team moves because there's too much money in owning a team and having it in a city. So, uh, oh, sorry, probably not a team moves because there's too much money uh, revolving around owning a team and having it in a city. So my guess is an expansion team happens first. I think there legitimately could be an expansion team within the next five to seven years. I think there could be two. Well, I think if you add one, you got to add two, right? Like hockey is the only one who like has an odd number of teams, right? Yeah, I don't think you, you, baseball is weird, right? There isn't some divisions a little bit bigger. Well, they were, but now they oh, yeah, they even them out, right? Yeah, you're right. Just a, uh, a couple years ago, now three, four. Yeah, Houston moved to the NL, right? Is that how that worked? Houston moved to the AL. They were in the NL Central. Oh, you're right. They were the there. AL. I should know yeah. that because uh, I used to be a Cardinals fan um, before I decided baseball was way too boring for me. And the Cardinals won so many World Series, so I just got a little little bored. Flushing from winning all the time. Um, let's talk about the actual Orlando Magic and not about the redistribution of teams in the NBA, even though that should happen. I got a question for you, Tyler. This is not the normal question, though. We always ask what's the most interesting thing. I ask nothing, you the most interesting thing. There's nothing interesting going on here. Um, I have a better question. Tyler... Who is the first Orlando Magic, which is a terrible name. You can't even use it properly grammatically to describe a magic, like someone who plays on the magic. They're a magic? It's well, dumb. Well, what Who's, is a what is a magic too? Like that's just one of those things yeah. where I can never figure out like what are they? Is it just some random dude doing magic or is it like Yeah, is it actual magic? Right. Is it like a puff of that dust that you see when like a magician disappears? Is or? it a magic trick? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what a magic is, man. The Orlando, I don't know what you are. Well, I need you to name the magic that you would draft first. So, personally, I would draft Vucevic first. Oh, okay. Why is that? Uh, I always think Vucevic gets underrated. And the narrative is always the same. Oh, man, they got someone else, man. They got Mismag Biombo, who's gone now. They got Mo Bamba, man. They just drafted him. Okay. So the Magic have wanted to get rid of Vucevic reportedly for the last how many years, Mike? Ever since they traded for him from Philly? Well, they really, they really know how to trade players that are actually good and underutilize them. So, like, they've probably been trying to trade him since they drafted him. Right? So he never plays a ton of minutes, right? It's always, like, 28, 29. So the last two years, but under 30. He's been real good in under 30 minutes. He gets you a steal and a block. He shoots the three now. He gets you, like, nine rebounds. He gets you three assists. He gets you 15 points. Like, sign me up for that. I just think he's real good. I think he's underrated. And, okay, ESPN finally got him, right? He's up to 37th in ESPN. So he's overrated. He's overrated. But in Yahoo, 55.9, like, I'm fine with that. He's probably a top 50 player again. So you're right that the narrative is there's a lot of young guys. They're going to go young. They're finally going to play – Aaron Gordon at the four. They're going to have Mobamba out there. They're going to go triple towers, not even twin towers. They're going to have uh, Jonathan Isaac out there and Aaron Gordon and Mobamba, and they're just going to be blocking shots and being athletic. It's going to be crazy. And Bujevic is probably going to play 28 minutes 
a game and hit like a three and have 15 points and nine rebounds to be super efficient and uh, be a really good roto player. And that's him playing 28 minutes as a top 50 player. Right. And, and we can say that about some other guys, right? Ooh, this guy is top 50 potential, but I mean, this is the safe bet and giving yeah. the safe bet over. Okay. Would... Right. We've seen Aaron Gordon do some great things on the basketball court. We've also seen Aaron Gordon be, I just pooped the poop all over the court. Just right? take a big old dump on the court. So, yeah, give me if, – if I'm going to pick one, right, if you say you've got to pick one, this is going to be the best magic player for fantasy, give me the safe bet over the the upside bet, especially when those two are going relatively around the same area. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about Aaron Gordon. Uh, kind of bit a lot of people last year, started off the season really, really strong. Um, and then I do believe he was um, out with a, some sort of injury just for a little bit. And when he came back, he just wasn't the same uh, kind of nagging injury. Is that a sign that, like, you know, if healthy, Aaron Gordon is the player that he was at the beginning of the season last year? Is he still due for a breakout? Well, he's 23 years old. Just turned yesterday. Happy birthday, Aaron Gordon. Um, oh, let so me be the first to say that on the show. He's a little bit similar to Vucevic in the sense that, like, okay, he's going to give you probably seven and a half to eight rebounds. He's going to give you, like, two assists. He's going to give you a steal pretty close to a block, hit a couple three-pointers. He might even score more. He's shooting a lot of three-pointers, and, like, that's killing his field goal percentage. Right. And he's, and, he's not a good free-throw shooter. So he's those are the things he doesn't do that, Vuce, uh, that Vucevic does. Well, and, and they have a new coach again. Right, I mean, this is oh, what, who would have thought number seven and seven? Like, it seems like they change coaches every. You know what's weird? Like, decent coaches go to Orlando and then they get worse. Like, well, that, Orlando's that was, just a cesspool. That was the narrative on Frank Vogel, right? They 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 got Frank Vogel and oh, they finally had a good coach. I think and, they did. I think just Orlando is a, a black hole of mediocrity. Well, and I, I mean, I, have you ever been to Orlando? It is terrible. <laughs> it is one of the worst cities in America. And I think there's shots fired. I think there's some GM slash owner meddling there. Like I think that's what cost them in the past is they kind of all can't get on the same page as what they want to do with the team and how they want to do it. Great. So I don't know. I don't really know how to play the Aaron Gordon card this year. Right? I don't know. I I actually think what we saw last year is probably what he is. I don't think he's going to get a ton better. If I'm being honest. So, but as a 23 year old who's shown flashes, would you say like, maybe you are souring on him a little bit. You think he's, you know, we've seen the player who he is, but we've seen Aaron, uh, Evan Fournier and we know who he is. I'd much rather bet on Aaron Gordon's potential ceiling than bet on Aaron Gordon at face value. You know what I mean? Like I do think, there is some upside. I'll give his you that. His youth, his misusage, and his flashes of talent make him interesting enough for me to like take him probably where he's going around the where, the rounds where he's going. I also think it's always going to be a roller coaster ride with Aaron Gordon. Like there are some players where you get the stats pretty much every game, right? You get the you get the seventeen points every night. With Gordon, I think there's going to be game a lot of games where he scores like six, and a lot of games where he scores like twenty five. 
And he could also just be one of those players that are really fun to watch in real life, but are so inefficient that they're fan- it just kills their fantasy value. So he's going at 58. He's ranked 58th on ESPN. He's going at 43.4 on Yahoo. Okay. I mean, I that feels a little early, but it also feels like if there's not no one you really like around that area, you would pick him. But I feel like there's always going to be someone I like around that area. If he goes after picks, like, I mean, we'll talk about splitting hairs. So he's ranked 58th on ESPN. Like, after pick 60, he's just a little bit interesting. But at, 40, yeah. at 43, there's, I mean, I'm out, man. You, you, All you Yahoo people can have Aaron Gordon and, and enjoy I, him. Yeah, I want him after 50. Yeah, and so, I mean. That's like, that's a value. So, if what if you took him, like, if I took him at the bottom of the 40s, uh, yeah, I still wouldn't feel great about it. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I, to me, I'd rather You're picking have picking him at his ceiling, you know? Well, I'd rather have Vucevic, and I feel like he's going to be around at the same time Aaron Gordon is. So, like, when it's my pick, I'm just going to take Vucevic and be like, I know what I'm going to get here. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Like, it feels like you know what you're going to – like, in your case, you know what you're going to get. But if you had to choose between a bunch of guys who are in that range of, like, if this is what I get, I'm fine with it. To me, he might lead the pack because he has the youth and the upside there. So if I'm picking like 54th and I'm looking around, I'm like, well, there's a bunch of guys I've seen before. And then Aaron Gordon, who's got upside, I'll take Aaron Gordon. I'm, but, I'm fine with that. Would you rather have Lowry Markinen or Aaron Gordon? Oh, Michael, that's a good question. Because that's where, I, that's where I, I get in a lot of mock drafts and I'm staring at the screen. And those are the two guys I end up staring at really, really often in that, around that 50, 60 spot. Um, well, obviously at this point it's going to depend on what my team looks like. Yeah, uh, definitely. But in a vacuum, right, let's just say I got a team that, fit, that both fit relatively well. Man, I kind of want to go marketing. But at the same time, I think – that Bulls team with the two guys who think they're the greatest player in the NBA and are going to shoot the lights out may the two, hurt the, the, two the two alphas the two yeah, betas right? the two betas they should call them the two betas because well and I mean you, th- you can see this stuff on social media and stuff about both of them saying they're going to be the guy and they're going to shoot nine million shots and whatever 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 whatever. Um, so it's real tough for me. I I think Markkinen is a better player. Um, for fantasy, maybe give me Aaron Gordon. I don't know. I'll waffle on that for a while, probably all the way till my draft day. Well, I'm a homer, so I'm taking Larry Markkinen, uh, one of the best players of all time. All right. Let's talk about the rest of this team. Are you drafting – are you targeting anyone on this team to draft in a standard league? Outside of Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. So, two other guys are worth drafting in a standard league, in my I'm, opinion. I'm, I, I'll, I'll say, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with two guys. I'm going to go with you. And I'm, what, I almost said one. And we'll talk about the third that may be. So, uh, Jonathan Isaac played 27 games last year. He had a bad ankle. And it's dangerous for to say a rookie is going to be chronically injured, right? Because he's a young guy and he could be good. Uh, the permanent stats were great. I 
think that's a little bit of fool's gold maybe, but here's what I think we can say for sure about Jonathan Isaac. He's going to be good in the steals and blocks categories. Yeah, he's going to be incredible. I'm I'm a little worried. This feel like a lot of people are on Jonathan Isaac. A lot of people are staring at those per 36 numbers and the per 36 numbers are so good even if he undersells that, like he's going to have elite block, elite steals. Like we're approaching two steals, two blocks a game, which is pretty incredible. I think a lot of people are looking at Jonathan Isaac and going, this guy is going to play 28, 30 minutes a game. And by the end of the year, and he's going to be incredible. He's going to give me tons of steals and he's worth, he's worth streaming for steals, no matter if he's playing 20 minutes a game. But I'm actually kind of thinking Jonathan Isaac come is, is getting way too hyped. And at the end of the year, I'm not sure he's going to be ranked in the top 120. Oh, that's definitely fair to say. I mean, I, man. Okay. I'm like, say- I, I don't know if I want to put as much stock in. I don't even know if I want to take, like, he's not going like, where is he being drafted in Yahoo right now? Okay, one thirteen point six ADP. Okay, one thirteen point six is uh, is a so, lot lower than I thought it was. I thought so it was like, I mean, getting picked in the eighties and nineties. So, so expert, like you, you see those expert drafts, and Mike's been doing a few of them. Guys get hyped, right? He's the he's a favorite sleeper, right? I use the the quotation marks you can't see, and he's not a sleeper anymore because like every expert's saying they're on him. Obviously, we've seen a lot of good things. I don't know how many games this guy is going to play, man. He was chronically hurt last year. Some people tell you he's over it, but this is also the time of year where there's not a lot of bad stuff coming out, right? We we heard that Kawhi Leonard was completely healthy last year, and we saw all saw how that movie went. So um, he ranks 85th in Mark's rankings. At 113, though, I'm fine taking a flyer on him for that elite steal and block upside. Yeah, but like that's he's the, ranked that's on ESPN. Better. 305th. Okay, well that's stupid. Um they don't know what they're doing there, well, but, but he's a he's a difficult scroll to even find, right? Like you got to so, type that dude in. Right, so you literally, especially if your guys in your league are less than savvy, you might be able to take this guy with your absolute last pick or your next to last pick. Yeah. And at that point in the draft, right? Like it's I like him. It's all upside. It's all upside because you could just cut him if he's hurt or playing 20 minutes a game and just go, well, oh, well. And I think if I had to put money on what happens, Jonathan Isaac, this year, I think he's playing about 22 minutes a game, and he's going to give you, like, a pretty quality steal rate and then nothing else. And a lot of people are just going to sour on him, and he's going to be dropped. And he's probably just going to be a streamer this year. And – if I'm in a deeper league or a bigger league, I'm I'd much rather draft Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is not going to be fighting for minutes with anybody. He's going to probably play 32 minutes a game. He's a super solid player when it comes to fantasy. Um, let's just look at his nine cat across the board. It's like I think I'd rather draft Evan Fournier than I would draft uh, Jonathan Isaac. Now, sadly, Yahoo finally caught him though. Yeah, like they, I know. They finally realized. So this guy had been like outside the top 100 pick. 
every like, year. Every year, and he was always a great value because he always finished in like the 80 range. So Yahoo finally moved him up to 82.9 for his ADP. And yeah, thanks a lot, Yahoo. I really appreciate it. Uh, now I'm kind of out though at that price. Like, yeah, that's too high. I, I want him at like 115. Right, and um, so ESPN 126, like, there's a great value there. And, I mean, I think we know what he is. Like, you can read the stat line. That's yeah. basically what he's going to be. Like, there's not much wiggle room there, I don't think, at all. But there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of people hanging around 120, 130 with, who score 17 points, let alone three rebounds, three assists, and almost a steal with decent percentages. If you're in a Roto League, that's a lot sexier than throwing a chance at Pat- Patrick Beverly. Well, and and here's the other thing about Isaac, right? His field goal percentage is bad, and he's not supposed to be a good free throw shooter, right? So in a Roto League, like, he could hurt you as much as he helps you, especially if, like you said, he's only playing somewhere in the 20 to 25-minute range. Yeah, it actually could not be that great in a Roto League. You might actually have – the steals, I mean, the steals are just so intriguing, along with the blocks. So, like, that's why he's intriguing – I don't know. I'm just – I don't think I'm going to own a lot of Jonathan Isaac at all this year. Well, and then and, and so the, as the drafts get closer, right, the, the, the people are going to keep pushing him up and pushing him up and pushing him up. Like oh, Definitely. If, if he's going in the 80s, like if he's going anywhere in the top 100, that he's going to be for somebody else. Yeah, stay away. Like, I have been burnt by way too many magic people in the past to think that Jonathan Isaac's going to come out and play 30 minutes and be a stud. A lot of magicians have have burnt Tyler. <laughs> I'm just saying. Should we call them magicians? That's I don't know, man. I like okay. So you, a lot of people know, right? I write a lot about basketball, and every time I have to write like somebody's playing the magic or somebody played for the magic, I always worry about this sentence being grammatically correct because I'm like, there should be magics at least, right? They're the Orlando Magics. No, they're the Orlando Magic. And so, like, everything just gets all messed up. And then I'm, like, trying to make sure the tenses are correct. And then I don't even know. I don't even know if they're right half the time. I'm like, yeah, I just come magicians. And um, the last magician I want to talk about is President Mo Bamba, who is getting a lot of hype, who's getting picked at the end of drafts over Evan Fournier, over even sometimes over Jonathan Isaac, which I think is a little bit surprising. Um, What... What do I need to know about President Mobamba? So Mobamba has the longest wingspan in the NBA. That's his claim to fame. Yeah. I know he's got a song uh, named after him by Sheck West. That's how hip I am, Tyler. Wow. I didn't even know that. So he blocked a, a ton of shots last year for Texas. He got some good rebounds and he didn't do a ton else. Um, they, they say, they being draft experts, that he has the potential to maybe push it out to a three-point shot eventually. That's not here yet. So, like, when you talk about rookies, right, like, they talk about President Mobamba like, oh, he could maybe push that shot out to three-point range. And what they say about Wendell Carter Jr. and Jaron Jackson Jr. is that they have a three-point shot. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I can't understand anyone picking uh, President Obama over uh, it, it, Carter or Jackson. Well, and here's the other thing, right? 
he is a very tall man and a very thin man. Now that that matters less the way the NBA is going, but I don't know that he's going to be physically ready to bang down low big minutes with most centers and hold up, right? Like we talk about these guys, like the most, like he played 30 games last year in college to play 82. Now is a whole different ball game, especially at big minutes against professional men who are bigger, stronger, going to take advantage of them. Yeah, there are, cases. Like, there are less, like, pounded out big men. That sentence probably didn't come out right. But um, even the Clint Capellas, JaVale McGee's, DeAndre Jordan, these super athletic guys, they're still huge. And Mo Bamba does not – the muscle mass of Mo Bamba is not coming close to uh, even just having to box one of those guys out, let alone bang with them all game. And here's the other thing too, right? He was the best player on that Texas team. He got 15 steals in 30 games, or 15 assists in 30 games and 23 steals. Uh oh. So there's three categories already that we can say he's bad and he's not a good free throw shooter. So that's four. Yep. So, so what's what 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 is going on here? Like best well, case scenario, well, and, and, okay, is he like, even a top 100 player? And is he being carried by his blocks? Well, and that's the thing, right? So, like, okay, he averaged more than two blocks a game last year for Texas, but it was also in 30 minutes, 12.9 points and 10.5 rebounds and not a lot else other than the blocks. And don't act like that conference had a lot of really great players in it. It had some, but Mobamba blocking college kids is not – I don't care. Well, and, I mean, just – okay, here's what I'll say. He's not a standardly guy for me. He is a uh, – what I like to do is nominate people in auction drafts that I don't want and to me – that but have, have hype around him. And let me say uh, the Mo Bamba, uh, when he got nominated in this uh, last auction draft, uh, and if you want to check out the results of that auction draft, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, we're very comical to, to see people scrambling for President Mo Bamba. Yeah, so – they can all have them. This is a rookie. Yeah. I, I'm not getting hyped. Now, down the, down the track, sure, in a couple of years, he might be real interesting and real good for fantasy. Um, it, it's not for me this year. It is not for me either. Uh, is there anyone else on this Orlando team you want to talk about? I mean, we we knocked out Jerry and Grant and uh, DJ oh, Augustine. Who I, cares? I, Terrence Ross? Do you, give, do you care? So, the, so I'd like to dispel one myth maybe. Go for it. So before last season, the narrative was Terrence Ross is over Jonathan Simmons, right? Yeah. And then Jonathan Simmons had a pretty good year last year, and Terrence Ross played a amazing 24 games. Yeah. Most of that because of injury. So both of these guys, right, like – Nobody wants Terrence Ross now, and Jonathan Simmons is getting some standard league hype in some like as a last round pick in Yahoo and ESPN leagues. I think those two are going to split the minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if Terrence Ross edges out Jonathan Isaac for the the minutes in a lot of games. So don't pick Jonathan Isaac or don't pick Jonathan Simmons. I'm sorry, not Jonathan Isaac. Don't pick Jonathan Simmons as your last pick in a standard league draft because he's going to be splitting minutes with Terrence Ross and that's not going to go well for you. There are too many magicians named John on this team. 
Um, there's also not enough standard league relevant players. I think both of those guys are not standard league relevant. I wouldn't take a flyer on them. I think we mentioned actually players on this team uh, and players on many other teams in our 30 teams in 30 day, over 30 days segments that are worth flyers over Terrence Ross and Jonathan Simmons. So stop, stop taking flyers on them. Um, those are prob- those are the types of guys you take in that, that 130, 40 range when you're in a big deep league because they're going to play minutes. Yes. So that's that's not a flyer. Those are that's those, those are actually quality picks if you're in a big league, and uh, which which is why I recommend people who are novices, uh, people who are not super into wanting to know the plight of Terrence Ross, um, to play in shallower leagues. Shallower leagues are still fun. Some people only really like to play in deep leagues, and you know I I get both of them, and and quite frankly, I think a shallower league. Shallow league is fun because the waiver wire is open, the waiver wire is active, and, and that's that's fun within itself. So I know, think makes a match. I think if you're a person with a little more time and a little more daily maintenance work you want to do, that a shallow league can be more fun. Maybe even if you're a person so. who doesn't have a lot of time, right? You like you love fantasy basketball, you like to watch basketball, but you don't have a super amount of time to spend on your fantasy leagues a deeper league is maybe more enjoyable for you because there's a lot less daily maintenance, right? Like injuries make somebody addable in a standard league pretty much every night in a deeper league, right? Where like 250, 300 guys are owned, like the backups you would be picking up in a standard league are owned by somebody on their bench. Yeah. I I just think the, 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 for the casual fan, the learning curve in a deeper league is, is pretty high. Oh, so no doubt. Right? Don't, like, don't if, hesitate to play a shallow league. If you join a deeper league as your first fantasy league, I think you're making a mistake. Yeah, if you have to know most of the magicians, then you're in too deep of a league. Well, you mentioned it, right? Like, the casual NBA fan today could not name you the starting point guard on the Magic and probably won't be able to name you the starting point guard on the Magic most of this season. And the only reason I could is because I looked it up uh, two days ago and had a good laugh. So don't feel bad out there if you didn't know who was going to start. Uh, I think that's it for the Orlando Magic. Everybody, listeners out there, we really appreciate you guys um, listening to the show, supporting the show. And if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, just like our new Patreon subscriber, did um and his name is seth smith so shout out to seth smith who might actually get another shout out in another podcast because i'm doing this at the end of the show so you might get double shout outs seth smith just for the alliterate the beautiful alliteration of your name oh i thought maybe it was because we talked about the magic today and you didn't think that was fair for him to get a shout also, out also like <laughs> i do i feel bad that you had to be lumped in with a bunch of magicians like that's trash um, so sorry, Seth Smith, but thank you for subscribing to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You're going to get exclusive content, uh, including a auction league draft podcast and results of that auction league from, uh, other experts in the fantasy field, along with the, uh, the tiers I'm working on my tiers. I I'm throwing my rankings out, Tyler rankings are for suckers. You got to tier your players. So a lot of these players are really interchangeable once you get out of those top few rounds. Once you get into the fourth, fifth round, a lot of these players are interchangeable. 
And so tiering is, is a lot more efficient than ranking. But the only issue I have with that is if you don't have the player's stats handy, or at least what you think their stats are going to be, you can lose a lot of categorical value on the margins that you need. I completely agree. If you're just only looking at rankings, you're right. not going to draft well. If you're only looking at tiers, you're not going to draft well. You need to know these players and know which ones you like, prefer, and which ones work in different situations. Well, yeah, right? And we can talk about, like, we talk about this all the time, right? There's actually a big difference between four and a half and five assists a game for a point guard. Yeah. Like, th- that half assist, if I get three guys who are averaging half an assist more than you, I'm probably beating you in that category right, based off my point guards alone because I have three point guards who gave me an extra assist and a half. Well, that's what the average big man gets. Yeah. So I, I basically got a free big man on you. Pretty and much. So, and there's also a huge difference between 0.8 steals and 1.4 steals. Huge. Oh, that, that's a massive huge difference. Huge right? difference. And, and on those categories that are smaller, like steals and blocks and, and sometimes three-pointers, like the that is a, an exponential gain to – getting even a tenth right an extra tenth there's an exponential gain to that yeah there really is uh and, and you see these players you know the 48th ranked player if they have you know one less assists and shoot two percent lower and have a half a steal less a game they are the 85th ranked player so i mean there's just not a huge discrepancy and that's why i, I recommend tiers and we're going to talk a lot more about draft pe- uh, prep actually coming up soon with a uh, a special guest star tyler are you you excited about the uh, special guest? Um, he's one of the funniest men in fantasy, so yeah, I'm excited. It, it will be a good show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I think that's it for the Orlando Magic. Check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Rate, review us, tweet at me at watch the boxes, tweet at Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. That's it from us. Have a good one, everybody.